Leonardo, you good? I was born good. You, you ready to plug away? Let's do it, baby. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. The one constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. America has ruled by like an army of steamrollers. It's been erased like a blackboard, rebuilt and erased again. But baseball has marked the time. Said none yet. Go ahead and tell me. Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know. Is on third. You know the guy's I'll... names on the baseball team? Yes. Well, go ahead. Who's on first? Yes. I mean the guy's name. Who? The guy playing first. Who? The guy playing first base. Who? The guy on first base. <laughs> Who is on first? What are you asking me for? I don't know. Hello, everyone, and welcome to From the Cheap Seats, your favorite podcast for frank, unapologetic, and shamelessly opinionated Washington Nationals news outside the press box, the dugout, and the very informative stadium urinals. My name is Thad Helsley, and today I am very pleased to welcome back the Northeast's most beloved sports commentary trio, the Mets Mob. They include David Grover. What's up, guys? Welcome back. Rob, formerly from Brooklyn, now Upper East Side. Ready to kick it off and talk baseball. And the incomparable Leonardo from Manhattan. Happy to be here after the podcast. I am going to Skype with Dr. Fauci to see if I can have my brain transplanted into Noah Syndergaard's body. Okay. Well, gentlemen, so traditionally uh, in the past three months, we've we've sort of gotten an update from you guys about what was going on COVID related in New York, since that was sort of the center of everybody's attention. I noticed in the press that you kind of went into phase two this week. So are things lightening up there? New York City is back, baby. We're good. I mean, things are opening up. The streets are happening. Restaurants are open, at least outdoors. People are out and about. Obviously, the fear is everyone's running around happy-go-lucky. We're going to have a second wave. But right now, if you look at it, we're like one of the best states in the country in terms of testing, in terms of positive results. So We're number one. We're <laughs> number one. Do it, Leonardo. Go New York. Go New York. Go. Yeah, and the irony is that uh, uh, 20 states had a kind of a surge over, you know, starting with Father's Day weekend, including Texas and California, which, so you can't call it political, uh, no. you know, a red and a blue state and Florida, for God's sakes. Uh, and I think Leonardo sent us a text where his daughter can't fly in from Florida because she has to go through quarantine to get there. Yeah, unfortunately, the country's uh, best female bowler under 18, which is my daughter, yep. Hannah, uh, won't be able to come um, here, but uh, she is bowling in the Teen Masters Tournament in Richmond, Virginia, August 4th, uh, f- 1st through the 4th. So I hope to take my motorcycle down there and see her defend her uh, her title. Oh, that's awesome. Leonardo, Leonardo, speaking of motorcycles, don't you actually have a podcast about that? You know, funny you should mention that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you uh, search for a, Arrive Alive podcast, Arrive Alive, and actually this week, just to be serious yeah. for a moment, we have a really special guest. His name is Andrew Trevitt, and uh, he uh, was a GP racer, still is a motor journalist, and an engineer by trade, 
and he shares his story uh, with my listeners. Uh, unfortunately, he was in an accident and has been paralyzed from the waist down. Ooh. So I learned a lot from his uh, from having him as a guest, and I'm very thankful he was uh, able to take time. So, gentlemen, after almost three months of dramatic negotiation, the final settlement between players and owners to play ball came not with a bang, but with a whimper. Commissioner Manfred exercised his right under the original March agreement and imposed a 60-game season. The union simply responded that they would show up at the designated time. But, importantly, the players retain the right to file a grievance, which, if they win, could yield a billion dollars in lost revenue over what the players will make in 60 games. David, as our resident lawyer, what's your take on this? My take is the owners saw this coming. The owners knew they potentially had a grievance, and that's why... They made it 60 games instead of 50 games. Because I think in order to, the grievance would have had something if the owners would have delayed the season another week or two to limit it to 50. Once he said 60, which is a reasonable number, I think that takes away the entire grievance. So now it's almost meaningless. Okay. So you don't think that the, even if they file the grievance, you don't think it's going to go through? No, because I think they're only, the only thing they had to grieve was that the owners intentionally delayed the season to pay them for less games. And I think that and the owners in a perfect world want 50 games, pay them less money, less games. They remember they make their money in the postseason, not with empty stands. So by making it 60 instead of 50, that negates the grievance, in my opinion. Okay. Um, I hate to say this, but I, I agree once again. I think I'm three for three now, three for my last three, in agreeing with David Grover. Oh, wow. I, I, I think we need to issue a commemorative stamp. <laughs> Rob, what about you? Well... I think this is going to be a, I believe the word is hodgepodge of a season. Um, you're looking at really uh, uh, just a slap together. Let's try to make the best out of this that we can. And I think that even if it does come to pass, which it seems like it's going to, it could theoretically unravel despite everyone's best efforts, which is what I believe I said a couple of podcasts ago. Because even as we start, and we haven't actually started yet, but as we start no. down the road toward a return to the season, I think you have 40 players that have tested positive. Uh, you have a situation in the Phillies camp yeah. where they had Numbers going eight, up, man. Yeah. yeah, eight personnel, five players, three uh, employees. Uh, that, that's for the, the Toronto camp had trouble. So I think this is going to be a case of where you're continually, it's almost like the... It's almost like the spinning plates with the where you're trying to keep them going, and at some point, do they all, do they fall and you miss a few, and the whole thing comes down? I'd be willing to take a bet that's what happens. But hey, I appreciate the attempt, and I appreciate the fact that at least for a little stretch, we'll probably get a return to some games. You know, after this intensive three-month negotiation, was anything actually accomplished? It seems to me like actually the brand of baseball could be damaged i think it was on the road to being damaged i think they can come back from this um i love the game i miss going to the game and i was just reading um 
that TV and radio broadcasts will both be at home games, but just radio announcers will be allowed to travel. So that means us here in New York, Gary, Keith, and Ron, we won't be able to see them on the road, which stinks in my book. I see that. And I also saw that Texas will allow uh, 50% of, uh, of fans to go to the games. And however, Philadelphia is not allowing anyone. And I think that's partially because 90% of Philadelphians carry guns. <laughs> so they probably don't want that. There. But after, do you guys think that after this whole fight, which, which uh, to many observers like myself thought that it was a fight over money, will, will the fans just completely, because they're so starved for entertainment, will they embrace this? Or, or is there going to be some, some residual, I don't know, resentment against all these, both the owners and the players? You know what? One of one of my favorite expressions is "know your audience." Yeah, and as baseball fans, especially us, and you've heard me say this before, four guys of a certain age. Yeah, uh, we've been watching the game for a while. Yep, and we put up. We we went through the the cocaine wars of the eighties, and we went through the strike years of the nineties and the and eighty one actually. And don't forget performance-enhancing um, drugs, the juice. I was gonna say, I was gonna say steroids. Yeah. Uh, so we've been through the ringer, and I think we know. Uh, you know, I, I think the days of being a wide-eyed kid and looking at these guys as, as like outstanding people, I think that 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 uh, that's gone a, a long time now. Okay. But just okay. in terms of fans enjoying the game, we know what we're getting. Okay. So uh, so we, so I, we have a so we have an open-eyed. A realistic view yeah. of of these yeah. tarnished individuals, as heroic as they are on the field, we know that we know they're not perfect. Exactly. And and do our kids know that too? That we might drag into a game. Yeah, I mean, kids, adults. Okay, some of these dopey new rules aside, which I'm sure we'll get into later in this podcast. Oh yeah. I think fans are going to be ecstatic about this new season. They're going to love this new season. And I think as much as we don't like the 50-60 game season, it does kind of make it a little more exciting and dramatic, doesn't it? So I think that for this season, baseball will be back. My concern is what does this mean going forward for the future collective bargaining agreement? So is this foreshadowing of a major strike one day after this Yeah, That's the only thing I'm worried about. This year is going to be a big success. Can we talk about the rule changes for a second? Because... Well, I was just reading that, you know, for a manager, right? So let's say, so in a tie game, uh, in extra innings, there's a runner on second base. Do you know who that runner on second base will be? Did you read that? The last guy, the last guy up. I right. was going to ask you guys because I totally did not understand that. But also it lends a bit of strategy. So let's say you have two outs, nobody on, and it's in the uh, extra innings, and maybe you have a pinch hitter that is a terrible hitter, but he's very fast. So do you put him up at the plate? If he gets a hit, great. If not, he's going to be on second in the next inning if your closer or whatever reliever you have on uh, you know, can hold them in the top of the inning or the bottom of the inning. That's something to think about. You know, maybe you don't put your home run hitter up. Maybe you put somebody that's fleet of foot up. And why are they doing this? Just to um, make the game shorter so there'll be less exposure? Sure. Is that the reason? You know, D, you're yeah. a great strategist, right? So what do you think about the, the extra inning thing? Like, what would you do if you're a manager, no, nobody on, 
two outs, do you put a home run hitter up or do you put like a fast singles hitter up? I think you put your best hitter up. Okay. Fair because enough. you want to win the game. If it's the bottom of the inning, you want to win the game, right? And if it's the top of the inning, you don't want to risk losing the game in the bottom of the inning. Good point. That's so, kind of, I, I see your point why you said that. I, I think it's not a clear answer, but I think yeah. you put your best hitter up. If it's not so clear cut, if it's a power hitter or an average hitter, you're not sure who, who to put up, you're right. You might put up the speedier guy. Okay. So now, is it, now to clarify, you start the inning, no out, and a runner on second, right? That's correct. All right. So my question is, as we all know, the art of bunting is one that has gone by the wayside, given the new way of baseball. My question to the group is, does it return... Because theoretically, if you're starting the inning with a runner on second. Ah, good point. Yep. All you have to do is just bunt that guy over to third. The next guy hits a fly ball, game over. Good point. Good point. Yep. Do we see the return of bunting skills? Uh, it depends who's up. Depends what guy's coming up to the plate. If someone yeah. knows how to bunt, you may do it. Sure. If it's a bunter. I don't yeah. think Peter Monso is going to be bunting all that much. No, but even but theoretically, you got to figure that enters its way back into the game because all you need is a fly ball after get that. Get up to third base so, somehow, either hit behind right. him. You're right, or or bunt him over, which which right. will affect his shift. Right, great point. And, and the other thing, did you read about the pitching and the and the rag? All pitchers may carry a wet rag in their back pocket to be used for moisture in yeah. lieu of licking fingers. Water is the only substance to allow see now if this was the eighties, that water would be mixed with cocaine, but it's not. Then you can't high five, or if you do high five, you have to wash your hands immediately after. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be but, such a pansy sport. We might as well have synchronized swimming. But but Thad, can we all agree that this extra inning rule is the stupidest idea? What is this really? Okay. Think about it. For the first time in baseball history, right. we're going to have a guy on base who wasn't there via hit, walk, or error. He's going to be placed there. But yeah. apparently they have done back. this in the minors for uh, a number of years. Is that correct? Uh, yeah, I think it's been done. I don't know about in every level, but I think it has been done in the minors. So if that runner on second comes around to score, he gets credit for in his stats as a run scored? That's correct. Even though he didn't do anything. But yeah. but actually maybe not because the pitcher doesn't get a uh, earned run, right? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, That's right. But there's still the maybe possibility not. of ending with a tie. Is that not correct? No, no, they're going to no? play that way. That's... Yeah, they're going to play that way till there will be no ties. I prefer. What do you guys think? Would you prefer that the runner on second, or would you prefer a tie? It's like sometimes I wonder if Major League Baseball. You ever seen? I'm sure you saw the show in the movie The Producers. Where the producers try to make the show as bad as possible. So oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is there something going on? Is MLB trying to destroy baseball? Are they trying to drive out all the old loyal fans with these rules? Oh, boy. I don't know. That's a good point. You know, they, yeah. I'm reading here. Chewing gum will be allowed, uh, but no other beverages other than water and, you know, Thad's award-winning chili. And also the Nationals have the fourth toughest schedule in the National League. Uh, and the the Mets have the eighth toughest, so the, you you may have the Phillies waltzing into a into an NL East crown. You know what they said? The they were saying the Nationals have their best DH in the National League. Which is I don't good. know about Howie Howie Kendrick. And now I we think, have everybody's doing all the games, regardless of whether it's AL NL. Everything's um, designated hitter. 
correct? Sad- sadly, this might be permanent. I bet you it is. David, you were against point. this two months ago, very passionately. Hate it. Hate it. Yeah. Hate and it. I was too, because I thought this is a democracy. But it seems like here in this market, all the radio commentators, podcasters, TV guys are all like completely in. They really wanted yeah. this. Really? I'm surprised. And I am too. I am yeah. too. But, but, you know, the thing was, you know, pitchers just don't hit that often, yep. even though there are some good ones, there are not many. So we're right. at a distinct disadvantage in, in the National League because the American uh, League has been doing this since the 70s, right? 70, yeah, the early 70s, I yeah, think. But yeah. Look, the Mets and Nationals both both benefit, right? Because they have guys who could be good DHs. Right. It right. does help them this year. I still hate it, but I'm yeah. glad it helps the Mets. I'm sure you're glad it helps the Nationals. Yeah, yeah. It helps you mean Cespedes for the Mets for the DH? Is that who you're thinking of? Um, in a perfect world, it is Cespedes if he's healthy, right? There also, also could be J.D. Davis. It also could be either Alonso or Dominic Smith, depending on who's playing first base that day. Right, Dom Smith. Yeah, those are the three that you're going to see out there, I think. And if and if uh, Cespedes is healthy, perfect for Cespedes. Yeah, I, I like that, Will by the New way. York fans be able to go to any games during the season or no? Is it None. No. Well, some, the, some, are are, some guys are saying they might let 5,000 people in at some I, point in the season, 5, depending on the market. It's going to be, look, I've actually, this would have been my 25th straight year of going to opening day for the Mets. Wow. 25 years, and I guess it's not going to happen. I guess it still counts if I go next year, right? Because this year doesn't really count because no fans in the stands. I'll give you a pass. No asterisk there? Let's see if we can buy some, like, let's go to the Halloween store down in the village and see if we can get, like, uniforms that look like grounds crew, and we'll just, like, walk in the service entrance and see if we can get in. How funny would that be? That yeah. would be good. I, Dave, you kind of look like a groundsman. I, I mean that with, 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 all, with, with all optimism. I definitely do. Let's, let's uh, circle back to the, uh, the health issues, if we can. Uh, the MLB had, uh, many weeks ago, uh, proposed uh, this 67-page document, which you can see online if you really wanted to read through it. And then once this game-length season pro-rated pay thing was finally sort of settled, pretty much got rubber stamped. So it's done. But people with legitimate underlying issues, like if you ever had chemo, if you have diabetes, I mean, you can be a young man and you may still have a compromised immune system. You can opt out and still get get your full pro-rated pay. Now, players who just don't want to play out of an abundance of caution, there's a couple of guys in my market, like our star closer, Sean Doodle, who's been kind of sort of hinting that he may sit out the season and just give up his salary. And I don't know if he gets time served or whatever. Now, next Wednesday, a week from now, July 1, they're supposed to report to their respective spring training sites, which in most cases is their own home stadium. I guess we'll know how many people are positive or not positive and how many people are even going to come. I mean, what do you guys think? I have a question. Yeah. And maybe I know Dave's on top of this. If you test positive, it doesn't mean you have the disease, correct? That's right. You may, ha- you okay. may be entirely... And if you test positive, and you've, it, you, it means that you may not even get it this year. Is that accurate? You could give it to somebody. I get that. You can but give it to somebody. If you test positive, do you yeah. even know, like, did you, have you had, and you, you, you haven't had it, can you safely assume that you're not going to get it this year? 
when you say test positive, test positive for COVID? Yes. Which, Positive for the well, that's all they're saying. Nobody's even saying that in the news. They're saying three players tested positive. What does that mean? So you can test positive but still not have it. And not have <laughs> any symptoms whatsoever. However, supposedly you can uh, transmit even though you don't even have the sniffle. So if you, like some of these guys that are going to have a wife is going to be pregnant and she's going to have an, a compromised it. immune system and maybe they don't want to play because they might be exposed to somebody, bring it home to Sweetie with the baby. So so if that guy says, okay, I'm going to give up the X million because I don't want to take the chance, can you blame them? Actually, Thad, that's, that's funny you say that because they just came up with a new rule today. Okay. That guy, your example, yeah, he, he doesn't have to come. He still gets paid. Oh, so he is one of those people. Yeah, you made a great point because – Oh, he'll still get paid? MLB, yeah. Yeah, MLB is excused. MLB will excuse players who have family members who have – compromised immune systems or pregnancy okay okay all right but so what happens if like 20 percent of the players next week on uh wednesday when everybody's supposed to show up and they've said publicly they will show up what if 20 percent of the guys don't show up for whatever reason and some of those are the superstars we want to show up what if Max Scherzer doesn't show up? What if uh, who's your star pitcher? Right, Jake Degrom. 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 Yeah. Well, I'll be heading to um, City Field and trying out for a relief pitcher then. <laughs> I still got an arm. You know, but I think they have big rosters to start to compensate okay. for that. I think I read what forty something people could show. Up. No, but it, but it, I, but it just goes to my earlier point that the season's going to be a mess. Uh, if you're looking for a thing of beauty, this 2020 is not going to be it. Uh, if you're star for baseball, here you go. But right. I didn't even know about that, that like uh, your star reliever potentially is just going to say no thanks. I mean, well, he's, hit, he's hinting. He hasn't said definitively. Yeah, but theoretically, if he doesn't show up, if our uh, Pete Alonso just says no thanks, it's not worth it. it it's a mess of a season. and it, it's Well, it's going to help determine the course of a game, definitely, when your star closer yeah. says, I'm not showing up. It, it reminds <laughs> me, of, it reminds me of, what they, of what they say about Saturday Night Live. We don't, uh, we, don't, we don't go on Saturday night at 11.30 because we're ready. We go because it's Saturday night and it's 11.30. It, it, you're you're going to be there because the season's open right. and you want to see them play. It's not just like this podcast, even if David can't figure out how to use Skype. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah. I say we're, we're on, buddy. We're on or not. Gosh, <laughs> we're going to send you a PDF, Dave, on how to use Skype. <laughs> well, Rob, you think it's a mistake? They shouldn't be doing this? No, I don't think it's a mistake. I just think if you're looking for a perfect thing of beauty, this ain't it. Uh, it's it's just going to it's just going to be a, a, a mess. But it's going to be better than nothing. What do you guys think in terms of who, if the Mets Nationals win the World Series this year? Does it count? Is there an asterisk next to it? How, as a fan, do we look at a potential trophy this year? Thank Great you. Question. That was one of my questions. I think it's half-assed yeah. at best. Yeah. In the, uh, you know uh, what? In the history the book, game. it's going to be... Everybody's playing on a semi-equal playing field, you know, all things considered. Yeah. It's right. what you're dealt with, right? You you play the cards right. you're dealt with, and right. you know I just uh, I just want to watch a game, and but I'm not gonna be able to hear Ron Darling on away more games. Than Who am I gonna hear? Like yeah. the Nationals? Well, okay, so I they were it was just reported today that the they took all the Vegas odds makers 
and they gave the Nationals 18-1 to win the World Series. I don't know odds. Is that good or bad? Not for a team as good as that. I mean, they sh- their odds but should they have be good. Too. I think it's a good bet. Well, the top ones are, as of today, Dodgers, Yankees, Astros. Yeah. Fudge the Astros. Yeah. What are the um, Mets compared to the Nationals? The Nationals are 18-1. to 1. What are the Mets? Uh, Mets are 22-1. to 1. Okay. Okay. So, but bit. this year it's so hard to predict, right? Because obviously there's going to be some – there'll be COVID. There'll be injuries. You never had two spring trainings in one year. And then when things happen, like if someone pulls a hammy and they're out six weeks in a normal season, okay. Done. You're yeah. out six weeks now. You're out half the year. Yeah, that's that kills it. Yeah. And the thing with the, with the Nats – they started last year, even though they were ended up winning the World Series. They started the last year, nineteen thirty-one. So the first fifty games, <laughs> they were the second worst team in baseball. If they start that way again, we're nothing. We won't even come near a wild card slot. How many home runs will lead the league, David? Oh. 60 games. Okay, 60 games. So we're talking, what is it, about um, less than a third? Less than a third. Like what, 22? So 30. So normally 50. No, not even 20. No, less. Probably less. Right? Probably closer to 20. 1920? Really? Yeah. No, 50. You hit 50. I a good, uh, The best home run hitter in baseball, right, these days hits about 50 in 162 games. Well, that's not the record, but you're saying a good, a really an good average, guy. It's not like, like an average home run leader. Superstar, in yeah. The post, uh, in the 50s. Crosses 50. So they, so, hit, these, they hit about 20 if, at best, right? Yeah. Aaron Judge so, hit 100 home runs in 371 games. He's the fastest to 100 uh, career home runs. So that would be half of that would be 180, 50. He would be like in the upper 20s if he has that. But I think he's still injured. He's got like uh, – he's like that game from Operation that we used to play as kids. Like they should just put Aaron Judge's – photo on that game because he's got everything wrong with him. let me ask you guys this so they play let's say we get the uh, the 60 game season does everybody get an asterisk next to their stats for the year what, what, what's the definition of asterisk what does it mean it's going to count to your career totals right yeah. you know yeah. the, the service was, time is going to be full sure. season for everybody the asterisk right. was denotating that there were more games played when Maris hit the 61. But the funny thing is, he actually had less plate appearances than Babe Ruth. That's something that nobody talks about. Yeah, but like, but like if a Mike Trout hits 220 this year, then you figure then he hits 220 for the year. I don't, I don't think so, Rob. Think about 1981. Okay, right. wasn't as bad as this. They played 107 games. Right. And they split. The- was that a strike year? That was a strike. Yeah, that year. was Rob, two- Rob's bar mitzvah okay. year. Yeah, they played two halves, right? Uh, uh, Dodgers win the World Series. There's no asterisk next to the Dodgers. There's no asterisk next to. All right, five, hang six. on, uh, hang on. Then let me take that to the next part of the question. Well, let me add to that. 1994, they ended the season in August, and they never even had a World Series. Well, let's correct? say that they. Played- so I don't know how that appears well, in the record book. Well, what if somebody hits 402? Do they are they do they get you know do they have the highest average for a season? That's a great question. Right. What if somebody hit? Because you you can hit four hundred two. You can hit four twenty for fifty two games. Oh man! And it has a minimum of three point one because it says you have to have a minimum of three point one plate appearances per game played. So you'd only need one hundred and eighty at bats. Somebody could certainly hit four ten. 
All right, well, then what about this? What if they play four weeks, and then due to health-related issues or concerns, they have to completely shut the thing down? Then what do you do about this? Just like 1990. Well, that was going to be one of my questions because, um, you know, the PGA opened, uh, what, a week or two ago, and now guys have been reporting just today certain caddies are – have have been proven infected and they're dropping out of right. like uh, this weekend's coming stuff. People are unsure whether they're going to even continue. I mean, what if there is some kind of widespread, which which seems crazy because how come Korea and Taiwan and Japan have been playing for seven weeks without any problems? Great question. Why can't we do it? We can't go to a game, but would anybody, I'll talk to the New York guys, would we be comfortable getting together and watching a game? Yeah, we actually, yeah, we got- I was actually going to suggest that because I go to a WeWork every day uh, now, especially with the, the hot weather, and we got big TVs, we got big conference rooms, and you can actually stay. If you guys, you know, Dave, and, and you can even bring your wives and stuff, uh, there's big conference rooms, they got a big TV, we can head there. You know, it's not the most comfortable, but you know, they have couches and stuff there too, if you want to do that. I would do that. I don't think D. Grove would, uh, but maybe we—if he did—maybe we could even do like a, 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 a another show with the three of us in one room. And that, uh, unfortunately, well, by that time we may be at fifty percent capacity. Like my parents are on Long Island, and they're going out to uh, restaurants at fifty percent capacity. I think starting Monday. Like, well, well you guys aren't that far away from me. You're two hundred miles. Right. I mean, I Leonardo, can't... like that restaurant that you went to, where no one's supposed to know about that. That's correct. <laughs> well, now, uh, well, now it's phase two, so you can go to any, you can go into anything. Even they're gonna, they're gonna close down all the cheesecake factories. Apparently, just outdoors, but, outdoors. Yeah, they'll have TVs and okay. stuff. We can do that. Wow. Okay, so last question. Yeah. Last question. Go around the table. Um, so we've we've identified some of these risk factors. Do we think we will get to through the entire regular season and go all the way through the World Series? <sighs> Um, With all these risk factors, I'm going to say I'm going to say I don't think we'll get through the entire season. That's what I'll say. I'm sorry to say okay. it, but I, I I have a feeling like Rob, something's going to happen, and people will start, crazy. and then something will stop us. Yeah, right. Dave, I will answer with a very passive, underwhelming yes. Okay. Meaning I. Think there's like a 53 percent chance we'll get to the World Series. So the answer is yes, really? but okay. it's really iffy. It's really it's coming iffy. from a guy who wears uh, his mask in the shower. And optimistic, <laughs> yes, I am a yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, I, and I will and I will I will be the 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 tiebreak. Although that's not true, that because you haven't weighed in yet. Um, I wish the answer were yes. I don't believe it will be so. Uh, you look at what is going on, in particular in Florida, uh, where so much of this happened. You know, it's interesting. I was, I was reading earlier, and they said, "What happens if the Miami Marlins uh, are the team that go to the World Series? How do you, how do you, you can't play there. You can't go anywhere there. Um, where, where would they go? What would they do? There's, there's so many moving parts to this, uh, and there's so many." We, we had said a couple of shows ago that Arizona was an option to play huh. or yep. they could play. Obviously, I think that's off the table. No, you would never even consider that. Right. But that was yeah two months ago. Yeah. Right, exactly. So, so much yep. has changed. 
where are you going to go? Where are you going to play? I, I think this is good. It's just, it's going to be one of those things where we, where they're going to look back and say they really gave it a shot. Best effort didn't work out. Thad, weigh in. Well, yeah, yeah, because, you know, my observation is looking just nationally, you know, since Memorial Day, um, when people started sort of loosening up on their standards and people went out and then there was a predictable surge in case, both cases and deaths. And so I think there's a, there's a thing in us that's saying at some level, we don't care. You know, this is like the middle of world war two or the civil war. Originally it was horrific. Now there's an acceptable level of casualties and we're going to keep going. And I think that's the national attitude. I think they're going to, tough it out now i don't know how many guys are going to sit out i don't know how many superstars i don't know what that team's going to look like in the end two two tough it we out. have a tie um can yeah. i make, try to convince len and rob to join us yeah okay the owners okay no matter what you think of them are financially very smart people right very successful but theoretically they made their billions in billionaires other very wealthy right very smart mm-hmm. they are losing money in the regular season right they're well, we've done, we think well, it's not. I think they have to be if there's no fans in the stands, right? I think the premise is, but they'll make most of it up in the postseason. I don't think they'll be having. That's the theory. Yeah, yeah, so I don't think they'd be having this regular season unless they were very confident they were going to have a postseason. I don't think the owners, you know, uh, my dad's a small business owner. And, and his dad was a small business owner. And I don't think that, you know, everybody was coming down on the owners, but they do take a lot of risk. And yes, their investment goes up every year. But I think there has to be a good partnership between the players. They, they love this game. We all love this game, right? And I'm so sad that it came down to this. And they we could have been playing by next week if they would have uh, agreed to this. So I think the owners, for the most part, also love the game. Uh, I still hate the Will Ponds, and I can't wait till they sell to A Rod and J Lo or whoever he's married <laughs> to. But um... can we can we do one more question? And which team is getting screwed the most by what's taking place? I can go first if anybody would like. When you say what's taking place, you mean COVID or no, the fact yeah. that there's only 60 there's games? Everything. So, for example, I will, I the will answer my The whole Yankees, because they, they were poised okay. to win 117 games this year. They had everything, no injuries. I think the, the Yankees. Okay. I will say the Los Angeles Dodgers because of the Mookie Betts trade. I would the agree. Red okay. so- the Red Sox get, two, get, I think it was two outstanding uh, prospects that they get to keep for a while. The Dodgers get Mookie Betts who plays now for, if they're lucky, 60 games, and then he's a free agent after this year. And he's probably going to leave. I think, they, I, think, I think they get screwed the most. I don't know. See, the problem with your question is we don't know. I mean, what I mean is that if Mookie Betts gets the game-winning hit in the World Series, it was a great trade for the Dodgers. I mean, we're having this season. I don't know. What, if he's a World Series MVP, you're saying it was a bad trade? Because we even said that this year, like, if you win the World Series, are you jumping for joy, uh, for pride? So, for the most part, you are. Yeah, I think so. No, we agreed earlier that, that not we really. Did we said it's a little bit tainted, but it's still a chance. The Dodgers won in 81. It's their championship. Then we took that away from them. No, but you kind of look at it. Everybody says the strike-shortened season. 
So when they won, it was kind of like, yeah, but it wasn't a real, real World Series victory. It's going to feel real, trust me. If the Mets win, we're going to talk about our third shit. The Nats will be back-to-back. The Yankees will be talking about number 28. All right, gentlemen, thank you so much for uh, coming out and doing this. And uh, we'll get this thing up as soon as humanly possible. That's what she said. And I'm sure the fans will be eager to to hear the views of the incredible Mets Mom. (laughs) (laughs) No soup for you. No soup for you. Quick reminder, you can find this series on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, SoundCloud, as well as many of your favorite player apps. You can follow us on Twitter at at CheapSeatsDC, and you can reach us by email at thecheapseatsdc at gmail.com. See you next time on From the Cheap Seats. Take me. The From the Cheap Seats podcast is a public service provided by Thad Helsley Media, LLC, all rights reserved.